Always in Awe From the Lives of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob Pastor instructs us to be a person after altars, wells and encounters. The quality of our blessing is determined by the value of our sacrifice. This message also teaches to value the old wells of our fathers. Amen. What is the title of the message that we had? Always in awe. Always in awe. That's the title of the word that I want to preach tonight. Always in awe. Amen. Or be in awe. Or always in awe. What do I mean by that? Always in awe. Be a man or a woman of altars, wells and encounters. I want you to repeat that with me. I want to be a person, be a person after, altars, after altars, wells, wells and, encounters. and encounters. Amen. God himself calls himself by the name God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. Three generations. Abraham was a man of the altars. The reason for his wealth the reason for his success, the reason for his victories, you can trace it back to the altar. Wherever he went, he would build an altar. He would pray. Isaac was a man of the wells. He would read like his father's wells. He would dig wells of his own. He was a man of the wells and Jacob he was different from his grandfather and father he was that very word we know means schemer he wanted to get blessings he wanted to do everything by his own what do you say smartness or shrewdness or intellect or whatever but he came to a point where he realized that with all his shrewdness he can achieve so far, but if he has to be really fulfilled and be a changed person, he has to have an encounter. And so at the ford of Jabok, Jabok means breaking point. At the ford of Jabok, a breaking point of his life, he encountered the Lord, had a, had a time of encountering the divine, wrestling with the divine and allowed God to change him. Praise the Lord. Amen. See, the great outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the Acts of the Apostles was not born out of a committee coming together or people planning something good, saying, oh, who's got a better idea? Anybody got a nice idea? No, no, it was nothing of that sort. The more of the Holy Spirit, the great outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost came because the disciples obeyed the Lord and spend about 50 days in prayer. Amen. Praise the Lord. I sense an outpouring of blessings, outpouring of His grace, outpouring of the Holy Spirit over your life. If you will obey the Lord and give yourself to prayer, continue to give yourself to prayer. 
Continue to give yourself to prayer. Amen. Pray biblically. Pray in the name of Jesus. Pray by faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. Pray in faith. What do altar symbolize? Four things. One, altars symbolize sacrifice. Can you say that with me? Altars symbolizes sacrifice. Sacrifice. Abraham was willing to sacrifice his son on the altar. See, your relationship with God has to go beyond of what God can do for you and what you can get from God. Your relationship with the Lord, even as a Christian, should not be one day out of seven. Or giving 10% of your tithe. It's, it's way beyond all that. It has to be way beyond your half an hour of prayer daily. It is not what you can get from God, but to a point where you say, Lord, what do you want me to do? What is it that you're speaking to me that you would want me to do? God told Abraham, get your son. Abraham had only one son. Abraham had only one son. Abraham had Ishmael. Abraham had only Isaac. (laughs) So God told Abraham, your son. Ishmael came out of Abraham. Isaac came out of Abraham. Your son, take him and put him on the altar. Place him as a sacrifice. Amen. Only the altar will alter you. (laughs) One Smith Wigglesworth, a great man of faith, great preacher, was invited to preach in a small church. So the pastor of that small church was very apologetic. He said, Pastor, see, it's a small church. We just have a few people. Will you come and minister? He said, yes. He said, see, uh, it won't take anything much out of you because it's a small congregation. The pastor said in a loving way to Smith Wigglesworth, and Wigglesworth said, if it won't take anything much out of me, it won't do anything much for you. Any faith that does not cost you anything is nothing. Most people sacrifice. You know what they sacrifice? They sacrifice, sacrifice out of Christianity. (laughs) The only thing they sacrifice is sacrifice out of Christianity. So we have a crossless Christianity, Christless Christianity, and more than anything else, some people would only believe in the finished work of Christ and they would just say, it's all faith, it's all faith. It's great, definitely. But what have your relationship with God cost you? 
See, it was only on the altar that the fire came. The fire came because there was a sacrifice. And what I'm speaking is, the fire of the Holy Spirit does not come because of your sacrifice. It comes because of the sacrifice of Christ. No doubt about that. But you will always sense the fire of God moving in you and the sense of God's presence in you. Every time you do a sacrifice or you surrender and submit to God. Lift your hand and say altar. I need to be in awe. I need to be in awe. A man of the altar. There's a difference between stage and altar or pulpit. You know, in most of the traditional uh, Christianity, in some, most of the denominations, the pulpit is looked upon as an altar. Not in traditional, but most of the Protestant movements, they look upon the pulpit as the altar. We know the altar is Christ, the sacrifice. But for people to release their faith in prayer when they come to church, okay, the pulpit. So an altar call is given and people come running to the pulpit to give their lives unto the Lord and all that. Now once a pastor, you know, he, 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 he was given charge of a church. And he wanted to have the church for himself, do ministry for himself. So he cut off with his headquarters, the church that had planted him or sent him there as a pastor who had given him the building and the ministry and the opportunity and all that. So he said, Look, I, this, I want this. I want the offerings. I want the recognition, the name, the fame, you know, the, all the light, everything that comes together. I want it. I want to name the ministry. So he said, I want even the souls or the people that are there. So he wrote a letter to the headquarters, to his person in charge, the man of God above him and said, this is what I want to want with my life. And the pastor prayed and he said, definitely you can have the building, you can have that land, you can have the people, you can have the money, you can have all that. But lay behind two things. One, the Bible that we gave you when we ordained you as a pastor. Two, the pulpit, the altar. Apart from that, you can have everything. Needless to say, this man had everything else apart from that. But in due time, he lost everything. Because that which gives you victory, success, in whatever forms, or gives you even ministry, is the B-I-B-L-E and the altar of prayer where you're willing to sacrifice your ego, yourself, your ambition, whatever. And you're saying, Lord, I dedicate my life to you. I place myself uh, at the foot of the cross. Here I am, Lord. Uh, and every time you do that, let me tell you, God will continue to bless you and use you. Lift your hand and say, Hallelujah. The altar is different from the stage. Stage is for entertainment. It is for applause. But the altar is for the supernatural. 
Man will man the stage. But God will man the altar. Altar is the place where not man meeting man. It is not about, okay, good. You're the pastor, I'm the pastor. You're the believer, okay, shake hands. Yeah, it's not man meeting man. But in the spirit, your spirit meeting the Holy Spirit. Most people come to church just for fellowship. Meeting nice people. Getting to shake hands with everybody. Giving out their visiting cards. And saying, hello, yes. You have a prayer, you just call me. Huh? <laughs> Altar is the place where you meet with God. Your spirit with spirit. That's the place where barrenness is translated into fruitfulness. People who approach the altar of prayer will have their life changed. No doubt about that. Single people can get married not if they go to matrimony site but if they will go before the altar. Amen. A poor person, a sick person can, poor person can get you know, the, the, the blessing of God upon his life and be free from poverty and, the, and, and you know, even, even the uh, unemployed can get employed and the sick can get healed at the altar of prayer. If you will release your faith, look upon the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and be a man or a woman of prayer. God will meet with you. Don't play religion. Don't play worse, the Christian religion. Go build an altar of prayer and put a sacrifice on it. Are you with me? 1 Kings 18.38 There's an interesting word. Elijah built an altar, kept a sacrifice and he prayed and the fire fell upon the sacrifice and the Bible uses the word licked up the water. Licked up the water. Usually you put out fire by water. You pour water over you know, you pour, you pour water on the fire to put it out. But here is the fire putting out the water. Oh, blessed every water that is risen up against you to drown you. Every water that is risen up against you may be, hallelujah, licked up by the fire of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. Prayer will bring results when there is sacrifice to it. There has to be smoke on your sacrifice. Are you smoking? I wanted to title the message. <laughs> it's not a license to go and smoke. I meant the smoke, the fire of God coming on your sacrifice and smoke is coming out. Wow. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. I want to be smoking with the glory of God. I want the, oh, the blessing of God to be manifested forth by the fire of God coming upon my life. Look at some scriptures. Philippians chapter 4. Are you with me still tonight? Philippians chapter 4, verses 15 to 19. 19, all of you know by heart. So I wanted to say that. 19, the verse. My God. Okay, say it at home. My God shall supply 
all your needs according to his riches in glory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We know that scripture. Don't be. Amen. Amen. Now look at the fifth, uh, the, the uh, 15th and 16th verse. Now ye Philippians know you also that the beginning of the gospel when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving but you only. So speaking about giving and receiving. The 16th verse. For even in Thessalonica, you send once and again into my necessity. Once and again. Some people sacrifice once and then they forget. But Paul said about this church, you sacrifice once and again. I mean, you, you got this heart of sacrifice. So he says, my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. Continue sacrifice to God can involve you serving the Lord, can involve you sacrificing your time, your wealth, whatever. But there's a sacrifice. I want to be a once and again kind of guy, and again kind of guy. Are you with me? I looked at men of God, women of God, whom God has used consistently over years. Not blooming once, but years. You know why? Continuous. Once and again, once and again, once and again. Till they're smoking. Hallelujah. Tithes, offerings, sacrifices all provoke smoke. Whoa. If you're suffering, Financially, if you are suffering, check your offering. <laughs> if things are financially tight, check your tithe. <laughs> Some people are always tight financially. They never tight. Smoke has to come out of heaven. Smoke is to come out of your sacrifice. If you want to be in awe, you have to be a man of the altar, a woman of the altar. Open your mouth and say, by the grace of God, in the name of Jesus, I'll be a man or a woman of altar. See, altar is the place where the natural meets the supernatural. In 1 Samuel 5, the, the, you know, the idol of Dagon met the Ark of the Covenant. Dagon had to fall. Dagon saw the presence of God and bowed down. Let every Dagon fall down in the name of Jesus at the presence of the living God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. It's a place of divine exchange. Altar is the place where you have generational leaders rising up. What do I mean by that? Samuel was a child of the altar. Hannah gave him as a sacrifice to God. Lord, you give me a child, I will give him back to you. From Dan to Bathsheba, there was not a prophet like him whose none of his words failed. Why? 
was a child of the altar parents you want your children to grow rich or grow in the lord you want them to be successful in the earth and miss out on heaven what do you want be a be a woman of prayer be a man of prayer dedicate your children at the foot of the cross and say jesus most important thing is that they serve you penina had 10 you can't remember a single child's name anna had a samuel given unto god a child of the altar generational leaders rise up raigelam sham prabham thoru ramoshya ah yeshuvinda naamathil thalamuragalledire poraduna shatruvinda sagalavelangalum laugikathagalum chudamana vamsha snesham yeshuvinda naamathil aliyade god put his son on the altar for god so loved the world john chapter 3 verse 16 for god so loved the world that he gave us his only son jesus that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have life everlasting put your children in the presence of jesus let them grow in the presence of the lord You know, there are all kinds of offerings in the bible but there is something called sacrificial offerings you know giving unto the lord on the altar you know there are different types of giving that i practice in my life one is first fruits i give to god beginning of year first fruits all that is given completely to the lord but something that i you know learned just just today coming to the last month of this year is what you know what you call a thanksgiving offering a month of december and one of my mentors have inspired me was to tell me that every day what he does every day after his prayer he will put he's got a box he will put something into that box 1% of whatever he has into that box saying thank you lord for this life life is life is not a right you know it's a privilege if you come to the end of the year and you're still alive and breathing don't have that kind of s t u p i d attitude be grateful to god and say lord i lay down and slept and i awoke because the lord sustained me thank you jesus Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. He said to call it a 365 day seed. Thanksgiving seed. Every day you put a seed according to what you have. Whatever. But after your prayer is 365 day seed. And at the end of the year you've taken it before the Lord in worship and saying Lord I give it unto you. it can be 1 rupee it can be 5 rupees it can be t- see, what matters is it is a sacrifice it is your gratefulness to god come on a 31st night and give that to god that's how you activate the altar then there is giving unto the poor 
I won't go into giving unto the poor. Psalms 41, the blessings of that. Giving to your parents. Blessing them. Very, you know, it's instrumental for you to walk in a blessing. Giving for missions. You know, I, I have something what I call my pastor's offering. <laughs> you can call it, you know, some people call it my prophet's offering. It's my prophet's offering. You have a mentor, my, my mentor offering. This is things that I do. You know, sometimes you're pretty scared to teach on this because people think, okay, pastor, okay, he's looking for money. He's no, no, please don't do it. But this is a principle that I follow and I, I, I have to teach it. Glory unto the name of Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Lift up your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. See, Jesus, look at the month of December when people celebrate Christmas. Look at Mary. Mary did not have the pleasure of intercourse. But birthed Christ. Are you with me? Can you imagine that? Did not have the pleasure of intercourse. I mean, gave up that to sacrifice. I think it was all Roberts who said, nothing leaves heaven until something leaves the earth. If somebody is more successful in the ministry or serving the Lord, don't envy them. Don't look for a ways to put them down. But find out the secret. The reason for your failure is not somebody else's success. If your offering doesn't move you, your offering will not move God. If your offering doesn't move the flesh, it won't move the spirit. <laughs> there are convenient offerings that we gave, you know. Yeah, I didn't want that. Anyway, pastor, take it. <laughs> he who sows in tears, carrying the precious seed. So if it is not sown in tears, carrying those precious seed, you cannot expect to reap with laughter. Amen. Look at this. Abraham bought the first and the best unto God. Genesis 22. Abraham bought the first and the best unto God. And this is the promise. Genesis 22, 16, 17. And the angel of the Lord came from heaven a second time and said, By myself I have sown, saith the Lord. For thou hast not done this thing, and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son. The 17th verse. That in blessing I will bless thee. And in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven. And as the sand which is upon the seashore. 
And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because thou hast obeyed my voice. There are blessings. And there are. In blessing I will bless thee. See that's what Abraham had. In blessing I will bless thee. In multiplying I will. Just not multiply. In multiplying I will multiply. See the quality of your blessing. Is determined by. The value of the sacrifice. That you have placed on the altar. Sometimes you can. You know, one thing that I follow in my life is never be an undergiver. It doesn't matter if you are an overgiver because you can never overgive God. <laughs> but never be an undergiver. Don't give below your size. You know what I mean? You give quality, you reap quality. That's how you provoke the altar in prayer. Mm. It is foolish not to sow into something gainful to you. <laughs> People look for investment opportunities. If they think they get, they think, it's not even a second. Can you imagine something gainful for you? God is given in the word. What is sacrifice? Something you you do for somebody else. Something that you do for somebody else is good at the expense of you. It costs you something. 2 Samuel 24 verse 24. There was a plague over the nation. The entire nation was under plague. And the king of that land said, David came to build an altar before God. And the king of that land, you can read through the chapter, the king of that land said, listen, I'll give you that land free. But David said, no, 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 don't give me free. We are looking for free these days. If I go to this church, will I get, what will I get free? If I serve the Lord, what will I get free? David said, I will not give unto God that which does not cost me Read on, 2 Samuel 24, verse 24. And the king said to Arona, ah. Nay, but I will surely buy it of thee at a price. Neither will I offer burnt offerings unto the Lord my God of that which does cost me nothing. See, the king was willing to give free. Said, no free. Are you with me? You know, none of the people who serve the Lord with me take anything. Are you with me? They sacrifice. I can have a system where I can get a keyboardist, get a, get a drummer, get somebody to sit here and sing and pay them. And... But the very principle that I follow, I want to see. Okay. Let's see how God, see. God blesses them. Lift your hand and say, I want to be a man or a woman in all. Man or a woman in all. Amen. Be in the altar. Acts 10, 
Cornelius had an apostolic visit. You know why? Because the Bible says, Your prayers and your almsgiving have come up as a memorial before me. Prayers and almsgiving. New Testament had an apostolic visit, had an angelic visit. Why? Because something came before God. Can you imagine that something comes before God? Hebrews 7 says, Here mortal men receive tithes, but they're the one who is eternal. Wow, every time you tithe and you give into a man of God and you place into hands, God says, I receive it in heaven. Let him smell the fragrance of that offering. Let him smell your sacrifice. Let there be smoke on the altar. Glory unto the name of Jesus Christ. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's, let's go on. Let's go on. So sacrifice is what altar signifies. Altar also signifies cleansing. The blood that was shed on the animal was for the cleansing of their lives. That was temporary in the Old Testament. We have something that is permanent through the blood of Jesus on the cross. But every time you build an altar and prayer, you spend time with the Lord, there's a cleansing that takes place. Cleansing that takes place. Altar signifies unity. Elijah brought the 12 stones to put forth an altar before God, symbolizing the 12 tribes standing together as one. In your family, you want unity, pray together. Altar speaks about the place of prayer where you go before the Lord and say, Lord, not my will. What is your will? What is your way? I want to see your face. That is how you find the scriptures. What is your will, Lord? What, is your, what, what, what are you saying? We're looking for revival meetings. The early disciples were looking for prayer meetings. They're just to pray. We want somebody else to pray and then impart to us. <laughs> well, let's get on. A W W is well. It is well with my soul. Not that well. Genesis 25 says, All that Abraham had, he gave unto Isaac. And sometimes the one who receives this does not value it. Are you with me? What Abraham had by his altars, by his prayer, sacrifices, through his tears, his pain, he gave unto Isaac. And Isaac took it for granted. Till there was a famine in the land. See, sometimes you can have a great father. You can have a great upbringing. But until you encounter your well for yourself. Until you know how to dig your father's well again. Personally, 
it doesn't profit you are you with me i pray that my children will have their own encounters with the lord you know when you study the scripture it says the lamb's book of life doesn't have family names <laughs> it has individual names it is a okay kutuga apple family it says okay rajesh matthew If Daniel Joseph Kutugapli has to get into the Lamb's Book of Faith, she has to have her encounter with the Well of Salvation. If Rania Joseph and Joanne Joseph and Nikita Joseph have to have their names written in the Lamb's Book of Life, they have to have their encounter with the Well of Salvation. Right on up, I pray for your family. Pray that they might redig the wells that you have given them. Rugab promotions daily gadagam and encounter their own springs and revival and blessing. Lift your hand and ask the Lord to fill them afresh. Whoa! Rankala Rimonsha Stadium. Thank you, Lord. There is a generation that loves at old wells. Pandata pole fasting yung brathre. Nangal pum new generation. Nangal. നമ്മളെ കുറിച്ച് അങ്ങനെ പറയുന്നത് പക്ഷെ ഐ ഐ റീഡ് ദി ഗോൾഡ് വെൽസ് ഫ്രോം ദ സ്ക്രിപ്റ്റ് ഹാലലൂയാട്ട് Regel zua ke zua I reading those wells Rebel zima kam prabhoshas deiri gadagam Rankenam shamdal prabha reading hallelujah visit the well of bethlehem this christmas visit the well of bethlehem this christmas drink deeply of god's holy spirit once again whether it be concerning healing whether it be concerning ministry whether it be concerning the anointing i would rather trust an old well ran some new teaching that comes up somewhere glory unto the name of jesus value 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 the wells of your fathers to somebody value the wells of your fathers raganam shahasta prabanam jiba ragasta prabandazia don't despise it uh. don't think you are so you know technologically sound so great so smart oh hallelujah that you have read a lot of books and you went there and did this and you got a lot of knowledge up in your head uh. but unless you have tapped into an impartation that comes from your father juba baba things won't happen in your life the way it should rigaba not speaking about salvation i'm speaking about walking here in the grace of god value the ones who dug a well mm or stay dry all your life there are people who are dry just because they don't value the wells of their fathers mm Thank you Lord. Mm. 
recognize the ones who come and put dirt into the well when you try to dig it or redig it ones who are envious recognize that the discernment of the holy spirit be upon people who do it out of envy sitna after contention and envy when you redig redig and tap into something that's from the scripture that's old fashion that was your fathers oh ribal prabara be careful of the ones who despise it and who pollute it ribal shamakal praboshastenia radiantium sister amen e encounter and i close with this jacob was looking for sh- shortcuts say no shortcuts in the kingdom of god shortcuts in the kingdom of god amen you will short circuit so short take a shortcut <laughs> jacob's attitude is so much in tune with what new people of this age think i want the blessings but i don't want it the way my fathers had it i want the shortcut i want the blessing but i want it in some other way let me see if i can work up something impress people around me and say yeah i made it and show forth how spiritual i am he wanted the blessing he came to his own father and there is something please realize this he he said you know isaac said you sound like jacob but you feel like yesau because he had disguised himself you know with goat skins you sound like jacob but you feel like Ezau that is why you never trust your feelings trust in the voice trust in the voice of the lord trust in the voice of the lord don't go by your feelings and you feel loved one day you feel unloved the other day you feel super spiritual one day you feel oh my god down in the dumps because you're going by your feelings then you're always deceived every time you go by feelings and not by voice you are deceived tonight lift your hand and say i don't want to be deceived in the name of jesus amen hallelujah he hurt his father his father would have been so hurt when he understood later that his son deceived him he hurt his father in law he hurt his brother his wife would have got so upset that he hurt his father and her father <laughs> so he had a lot of things materially but he had nothing inside he was running he play came to the place called jabok that means breaking a place of breaking he realized i don't have what my father had everything in his life is broken relationships he's alone he's in distress but your breaking can become a blessing if you encounter jesus your breaking can become your blessing if you encounter jesus
I close with these three thoughts. Jacob realized he had to hold on to God longer than his flesh wanted to. And Jabok, he held on till the breaking of day. That is linger. Linger on in the presence of God. He understood another thing that victory comes through a touch. What kind of touch? There are different kinds of touch. The soothing touch, the soft touch, the loving touch, <laughs> different types of touch. The bad touch, the good touch, we teach children there, no bad touch, good touch. What kind of touch was this? It was the crippling touch. <laughs> The father realized this guy is always running. He never wants to change. He wants to continue with this life of deception. So let me touch you. Let me touch you. Sometimes a painful touch, you know. But you have to encounter that to change. Third point is Jacob had a different walk from that day onwards. Can you imagine Jacob going into Jabok? Proud, arrogant. <clears throat> but the next day when the sun arose, people on the other side of Jabok is seeing another man walking out. Not the proud, arrogant man who went in. Somebody who is Where is your pride gone? It's broken at Jabuk. I had an encounter with God. I have to cling on to God now. I can't run. Sometimes you have to face defeat to enjoy real victory. That's what Jacob had. Tonight, no matter how religious you are, don't be proud. Continue to wrestle on and stay and linger on in the presence of God till Israel is birthed, till you have a different walk where you know you're dependent on Jesus and Jesus and Jesus for every little thing. Let's close our eyes. Be in awe this December. Have your altars. Have your wells. Redig those wells. Of prayer and fasting and anointing and sermons that, that's inspired you to serve the Lord and set apart your life. Just get it all back. And have that encounter with Jesus. <laughs>